from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver Sevens Hotel and Casino. It's Cofield and Company. All right, here we go. Silver Sevens on this Thursday. You heard it. Thursday home of Cofield and Company, ESPN Las Vegas. Come on down. Check out the show. we got some tickets to give away. Willie's here as the company. James helping out as well. Uh, back in our Finley Toyota Studios. We got Danny. What's up, Willie? What's happening? A lot. Busy day. Lots to get to. We've got uh, a couple former NFL players. We've got NFL hopefuls on the show as well. But this is a a big couple of weeks with the Pro Bowl games in town. East-West Shrine game tonight over at the Owl. Kickoff at 5.30. All leading up to big game Sunday. And Eric Andre is in from Silver Sevens to tell us about what's going on here on the ground. Lots of stuff going on, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, we'll be showing the game, obviously, on all our big screens, but the big promotion we've got going on, uh, starting at 1 p.m. on the 12th and going until 3 p.m., as long as you have a player card, even if you come in that day and sign up for a card, you'll be able to swipe, uh, get a redemption coupon, and bring it over to our promotion station, and you'll be able to receive a either a Bud Light hat, T-shirt, koozie, bottle opener, keychain, and that's all because of our partners at Nevada Beverage. Nice. Very Nice. A play card's important because it gets you so many rewards here at Silver Sevens. We'll tell you more about them in a little bit, but uh, they do have a big invite-only party. Can't get in on it this year, but if you play enough here at Silver Sevens, you can get into that next year. I know February features a bunch of big drawings, but the biggest, you know, your prizes are pretty good. I was looking at the list of uh, prizes in February. I'm like, whoa, okay, those are big prizes. Those are really cool prizes. Where are they? Yeah, uh Actually, for February, we're going to be doing a spring fling drawing. It actually runs all month long. Again, if you sign up for a card today, tomorrow, you can start earning entries. You'll get one daily entry, and then for every 1,000 points you earn, you can get one entry per day. And actually, some of the prizes, I know your listeners are going to love this, we've got a Yeti Tundra cooler, um, the Big Green Egg Grill. Uh, We're going to be doing a Samsung wireless bar, $1,000 cash. And if you happen to win and you have a loving wife at home or girlfriend uh we're also giving away louis vuitton handbags could go the other way too you know, yep. lady True. lady could give <laughs> lady could give a guy a, i think willie would go for a louis vuitton handbag depending on what it looks like he's very very picky um also wednesday gift card giveaway so you got uh what 100 gift cards going out all month on uh, wednesdays yes that is correct um Actually, this coming week, we'll be doing uh, Olive Garden. Then the week after that, we've got Target. And then the final week on the 22nd, we have Amazon gift cards. City Cafe, redesigned, new menu. you got uh, later later closing times now, uh, Thursday and Sunday, uh, all the way until 8 o'clock, Friday, Saturday. Closes at 10 o'clock. I know you got the prime rib special. Yeah, the prime rib special is what we're featuring now. Uh, Before, as you know, we've always done things like uh, shrimp cocktail, the ribs. Um, for this year, starting off, we've got that prime rib special. It's twenty five ninety nine with your A-Play card, and that includes the 12-ounce prime rib, seasonal vegetables, and a baked potato. That's Eric Andre right here at Silver 7s. Flamingo and Paradise is where we're located. We're here every Thursday, but really seven days a week. Great special. Sign up for the A-Play card. One of the cool things they've done all football season, and that will uh, continue on Big Game Sunday, is 77-cent beers. McUltra, Bud, Bud Light with the 77-cent beers. That special is also good for all of the Vegas Golden Knights games. And then I'm really excited, and I know Willie is too. This was always a property that was really big on live entertainment. We're talking going back like 25, 30 years, and in the last couple of weeks you brought back 
live entertainment on Fridays and Saturdays? Yes, we did. It goes Friday, Saturday from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. It's at our Bud Light Sports Bar, and we actually feature a drink special uh, when the bands play. It's $3 for your a beer, which is Bud, Bud Light, or Michelob Ultra, and then a shot of either Jack Daniels or Tito's. And just some of the bands coming up, uh, this weekend we have High Rise. Uh, the following weekend, the 10th and 11th, we have the D&D Project Duo. On the 17th and 18th, we have Cole and Joe. And then for the final weekend in February, we have High Rise coming in. Good deal. This is the spot. Locals friendly. Locals friendly. So come in. $3 beer and a shot special for the uh, Friday and Saturday shows. And like we said, for the big game on uh, the 12th, you still have the 77-cent beers. Also, all the way through the rest of the regular season and hoping for playoffs for the Vegas Golden Knights, those 77-cent beers. So, Eric, appreciate you stopping in. Love that you lined up a bunch of cool specials, big big boy uh, giveaways for the month of February with the spring fling. Very cool stuff. All right. Thank you very much for having me. There he is, Eric Andre. All right, Willie. We have uh, done a lot of Tom Brady stuff, and you sent over a bunch of notes today because we uh, trade stories and then build the show. Boy, this one, are you sure this is not? We're... We're assuming the message from this on Tom Brady and TV and getting started next week at the Super Bowl. Do you believe that's not going to happen based on something you read today? Well, considering the source, um, it, it's not necessarily a source, and you know we don't need to name it, but it's not a an outlet that a lot of people. Oh no! You know, you know, some, some frown upon it, some don't, but. They're putting it out there based on their it's sources. TMZ. Yeah. There's nothing to frown upon with TMZ. They're 99% right. Okay, so their yeah. sources are saying that Tom Brady is not in a rush to jump in the booth, not going to be part of the Fox Super Bowl coverage, and he's very lo- much looking forward to being a father. He wants to be around his kids. He wants to get away from football. He wants to relax. And we both said that yesterday. Did I? When you sent that over, I was like, did I say that? Because I sort of expected him... To work at the Super Bowl. I hope that's we not... We speculated otherwise. We speculated, like, well, could he be in the booth? But we didn't... We, we talked about him wanting to get back to being, you know... Because I said, I'm, look, he's, I'm looking forward to him being able to be a dad. I want him to work the game. Like, I don't... He doesn't, he doesn't have to be the color analyst, but I don't know. I'd like to see him work the game. All right, quick time out here. We'll... Uh, Get to a bunch today. We've got uh, Austin Ashake, former UNLV player, coming up a little later in the show. One of the uh, legendary Redskins hogs, Mark May, is going to join us. It's all a lead-up to what is a really cool event tonight. It's the Shrine Bowl in town, 98th edition of the Shrine Bowl. Tickets start at just 19 bucks plus fees. All of the money from the game goes to the Shriners Children's Hospital. So it's a great cause. you got big-time college football. Last year, Brock Purdy was in the game. Look at what he turned out to be in the National Football League. So uh, a lot of football conversations on the way. Xavier Pope towards the end of the hour. But up next, uh-oh, this is what I feared being set up, which is a dominant two-market dealio in the WNBA. While the, I, I don't know, I said a couple of days ago, I thought the Aces should be like minus 150, minus 200 to win the title. New York is starting to load up. They just added a big star. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver 7s, it's Cofield and Company. 
Stephen A. Smith has opened the door to leave ESPN, and it might be better for everybody. He joined Sean Hannity to break it down. First of all, I am interested in doing late night. I would love to be the heir apparent to Jimmy Kimmel. Now, this shouldn't come as a total shock. Although he's the highest paid man at ESPN, Stephen A. filled in and hosted for Jimmy a year ago. Interesting. We'll get into that. I actually think that is the likelihood somewhere down the road that Stephen A. Smith may reduce his role on ESPN and do something bigger because while he makes like 9 or $10 million, you realize what these late-night guys make? And I also think he could do – he may look at news talk. So we'll get to that with Xavier Pope in just a little bit. All right, big WNBA news, Willie. Yeah. The other day, Candace Parker, superstar, you're still at a pretty high level – Joins the Aces. At that point, I'm like, all right, Aces are like minus 150, minus 200 to win the title. And you kept saying, you watch. Watch what happens with Brianna Stewart and Seattle and the possibility that she goes to New York. And we find out today, where's she going? Found out yesterday she was going. And today we find out Courtney Vandersloot followed. Oh, they both? Okay. So I didn't even see so now Brianna it's a big, Stewart yesterday. Now it's a big four. So who are their players? John Quell Jones, former MVP. Okay. Sabrina Ionescu. Oh, that's right. Argu- oh, argu- arguably the best pure scorer in the game. I mean, she's the triple-double queen. Wow, what a team. Brianna Stewart. And now Courtney Vandersloot. Okay, you keep telling me – well, I'll say this. I suspect that over the years the WNBA has a hand in loading up certain teams, and I think they've, as much as they can, handed a good team to Las Vegas – they're like they can't force free agents to go there, but I have a feeling they're it's incentivized so they can set up really good teams. Now, I mean, these are clearly the two best teams in the league, right? Oh, there's no doubt about like it. How far? Who's third? Well, at here, right here at Silver Sevens at William Hill, the Aces are favored at plus one twenty-five. Okay. Liberty at plus one forty. I know for a fact that at other properties they're even, but okay. right here at William Hill, Silver Sevens, Ace is a slight favorite, just behind. Are the Washington Mystics thirteen to one, and, the, and then the Phoenix Mercury, <laughs> right, with the return of Brittany Griner, Diana Taurasi, sure, fifteen to one. But uh, like, I like how you said that. Just just behind, just behind the top right. two at plus one twenty five right. and plus one. So from plus one twenty one, yes, thirteen to one, and then it drops off to twenty five to one with the Connecticut Sun, which who were in the WNBA Finals against the Aces, right, and the Chicago Sky. Now, I dropped off my stuff when I walked in, and you saw me disappear. I now have action for the WNBA championship on the second biggest long shot. I've got the Los Angeles Sparks. I just put money down on the Los Angeles Sparks. Okay, are you suspecting that the league will try to force more good players to the Sparks (laughs) so that another big market... Has a really good team because you can't have the, the Sparks dead in the water. You know, essentially, uh, Big Liz took down that whole organization. They weren't, you know, they weren't very good the year before she was there anyway. The L.A. Sparks have a lot of young talent, and they brought together a ta- uh, they they had a lot of players that hadn't played together last year. Once Derek Fisher was fired, they somewhat had a scrappy team. Then L- then right after the Vegas game, Liz Cambage left. Right. They have who I think is arguably now that Ali Quigley. Is, re- is somewhat, she's on hiatus. She's not retired, she said, but she's not playing this year. She won't be in the in the All-Star festivities. She was a three-point shooter. 
Lexi Brown might be the best pure three-point shooter in the league. Kurt Miller left the Connecticut Sun and is now coaching the L.A. Spark. He has a history in this league and knows how to bring talent together. To get the L.A. Sparks at 60-1, to Steve, just think about this. You put $100, it's a $6,000 ticket. I just need them in the playoffs. I'll find a way to get my $100 back and have a free ticket. Ride them out in the playoffs with a $6,000 ticket. You can hem and haw all you want. You can tell me, come at me, tweet at me, at me. Liberty, nobody's getting past the Liberty and Aces. I got news for you. First of all, the Aces... The chemistry is going to be because Chelsea Gray and Candace Parker, they played together before, yes. But is this team going to stay healthy? The Liberty is going to have to bring some chemistry together with four megastars now playing together that have never played together before. So nothing's a given. Nothing's a given. We've seen big-time favorites falter. So I'm not saying that it's – I would love to see the Liberty and the Aces in the WNBA Finals. It would be a tremendous matchup. But I just think that the L.A. Sparks are very undervalued at 60-1 to here at William Hill, and I am down with the future ticket, not because I think that they're better than the, than the Aces or the Liberty on paper, but I know who's coaching that team, and I just need them in the postseason. Well, I hope you win your ticket, but you have no shot. They play, they're going to play 36 games in the regular season again? 42. It's up to 42. 21 at home. I think okay. it's 42. 40 or 42, yeah. Because last year was 36. Right. 42. I mean, I'm safe in saying the Liberty, now that the league has set them up with a bunch of good players, and the Aces, they're both going to win at least 30. Go 30 and 12. Right, but th- just because. I'm, just, I- I'm, set, I'm setting it up. 30 and 12. I think one of them could win 35 games and go 35 and 7. I do too. But again, I'm not let me repeat myself. I just need them in the postseason right, so that to you can, get my so money that you can back. hedge a little bit, yeah. And so so if I have okay. so I have money to play with, right. why not? But but you you know that the finals I ninety eight percent certainty is gonna be Las Vegas and New York. Okay. I, I, we're not certain. Come on. Come on. Okay, so somebody goes but, out and Is so, this is this good for the league to have Listen, this league is still growing. They're trying to market it. Is it is it good for the league that you're going to have two teams that win at least 30 games? Yes. That both both teams will be well attended. Yeah. I think Seattle will still get people there. But then you could have six or seven other markets where there's like 2,000 people at the games. That's they, well, first and, of all. And when those teams come into town, they'll draw. But beyond that, the rest of the league is you know, maybe could beat up on each other, but it's going to get slaughtered no. by these two teams. Okay, well, the Washington Mystics will play the Aces twice, right? It's an East Coast, West Coast, right? They're going to play here and there. They're a good team. Let's not forget. So, okay, so the Aces have who they have. New York now has a big four. Washington, Alicia Clark is gone. She's here. But they still have Natasha Cloud and Elena Deladon. She's pretty good. Okay? So, the Chicago Sky, they're going to – I don't know why that number is where it's at. Like, I think they should be deeper than 25 to 1. Phoenix Mercury. Uh, I think Brittany Griner's got a chip on her shoulder. I could be wrong, and they do have the person who is considered the greatest of all time. Now, we're, we just hemmed and hawed about the NFL. Well, wherever Tom Brady goes, going to make him an instant contender because he's the GOAT. Well, then Diana Taurasi's the GOAT. Phoenix should be considered a contender. 
So, no, they don't have a big four, but they also got Skylar Diggins. Well, I'll point out one difference between Tom Brady and Diana Taurasi. Uh, most teammates Brady plays with and played with like him. <laughs> yes, that's true. Like, at Taurasi has her skills erode, and she's a giant pain in the ass. I mean, last year... Her and Skyler yeah. got into it on the bench here in Los Angeles. Diggins Vegas. wanted to punch her in the face. Yes. So, and then I, it, and, and I know but they were, a story back I know story they were going through the grinder thing, too. So chemistry was an issue. Yeah, this league, to me, this is a two-team league now, which I don't mind. I'm not, I'm not mad. I think, it's, I think it's good for the league. You could have a rivalry here for, you know, three or four years. I don't know if Candace Parker is going to be around the whole time, but that's a good thing. Can I mention one other thing about – because I, I, I like you taking a long shot. The playoff format is what? In terms of how many games do they play in the first couple rounds? Best of three. That sucks. And when are they going to become a real? And, I'm not, and I'm not getting on the players. Let me let me finish. When are they going to become a real league and do at least do three of five in the early rounds? The finals have to be four of seven. They do three of five in the finals. Yes, it sucks. Here's the it other sucks. Th- here's the, the other star thing. power. Best of seven. Let's go. Spend the money. Make money. Here's the other thing. The opening round starts at the lower seed. Remember, it's that's so that is so dumb. Come on, start operating like a real league. Play more games. It's more representative of a you know a, a real playoff system. If you have to go through the grind, and if their fear is well, New York to Vegas travel. Well, how do they fix that, Willie? Start Charters. start paying for charter flights. Enough enough and of the rinky dink crap. This is where Big Brother has to, in my opinion, they definitely have to chip in. The NBA has to weigh in here, and it's owner. Owner, it's not Big Brother. It's the own, they. They're owned by yes. the spend okay. money on your product. Yes. Well, some of them can't. There's a, there's two or three owners that could easily foot the bill. Okay. If you can't afford to charter, then you either you either pick up a loan from the NBA or sell to somebody that can afford it. But yes, I agree. They're definitely these women should be chartered. To me, it's not on it's not on the owners. They well, chartered to the finals last year, right? Both just sides? the finals. Yeah. And then there was one game in the playoffs. Something happened, and they were able to charter. Um, but yes, I mean, last year the Mystics come here. They beat the. Uh, they beat the Aces in the regular season. They're going to Phoenix. Yeah. And I remember I was catching up with Natasha Cloud for a feature story I was writing. And I had to, they literally, oh, you remember this? There was a fire on the third floor of Mandalay Bay. So not only that, did they come out, they come alert everyone. And, and Mike Tebow, there, uh, there's a fire in the building. But don't worry, if it becomes dangerous, we'll let you know. But your girls are fine to shower and get their food and so on and so forth. So now they're on fire watch. I got the PR person, Tebow, and Della Dawn all waiting for Natasha Cloud to usher her out to the car. Natasha says, we got to do this on the run. I'm walking to their rent-a-car, their, their, their car service, because they have to catch two different flights. Tosh and Della Dawn are in the earlier flight. The other women on the team are catching a commercial flight to Phoenix like two hours later. And guess what? The game in Phoenix the next night. Well, on the travel thing, I I hope that both the Aces, because we know Kelsey Plum will speak, right? Both the Aces and the Liberty Spearhead this thing. And Brianna Stewart's already been talking about it. I saw her mentioning travel. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, Abdul also got involved. You're talking about the importance of especially, you know, bigger human beings and being on charter flights. So I think both of them, because what's going to happen here is it's, this is going to all be hyped up about these super teams, and they should make a point throughout the season, and, and they'll charter when they get to the finals. But how about 
getting them to the finals healthy without the stupid cramp travel. Both sides should be like, yeah, hype it up all you want. You're still treating us when it comes to travel like secondary citizens. You're going to make all this money off us. Spend it on the freaking league. Giveaway time. 364-1100-364-1100. Caller 7, caller 7, caller 7. Black Crows, Super Bowl weekend at the Pearl, inside the Palms. Ticketmaster.com is where you can get your tickets. We've got a pair right now, Black Crows, in town next weekend, Friday and Saturday shows. Danny's got a pair of tickets at 364-1100. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver 7s, it's Cofield and Company. Uh, what you faced at the end of uh, the CSU game, you know, a lot of pressure, kind of a blessing in disguise to get everyone's attention because Fresno may try to do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, no disguise about it even. I mean, if you can get pressured and, and get that on film and learn that and, and go through that uh, but still hold on to the win, you know, I think is, uh, is uh, you know, is, is something that you, you know, there's no disguise about it. It's great because there, no, there is no teacher-like experience. Silver 7's on a Thursday. That's the voice of Kevin Kruger. Talk to him a little bit today as they get ready for a unique Friday game. Mountain West Conference has done a good job of spreading its conference games over a lengthier schedule, so you get that primetime spot. I'll say primetime for the East Coast because people around the Mountain West Conference seem to be bothered by it. That game start at you know 8 and sometimes 9 o'clock local in Mountain and Pacific. But they're playing Fresno State tomorrow at the Thomas and & Mac, and yeah, they're going to have to deal – with the press, we'll break down the game a little more in the grab bag because I know Willie's got some uh, bold proclamations about UNLV and where the Runner Rebels are right now in the season. But, yeah, Fresno tomorrow night, 8 o'clock start. Uh, very cool. They're going to be doing a free tuition giveaway. And while many of the people in the arena can't get the free tuition, the students will be there in the student section. And then President Whitfield comes out with a T-shirt cannon and starts firing T-shirts into the crowd, and one of them will have free tuition for a year. I watched it last year. Really, really cool stuff. So we're getting ready for the Shrine Bowl. It's coming up at 5.30. How cool was yesterday being around all the players and then some of the Shriners' patients? It was, uh, it was enlightening, man, To you know, because you, you, we cover so many things. We've been around a lot of feel-good stories, all of us, right? And, um, but to sit and talk with the athletes who are going to play in, in tonight's game and to hear how humbled they were to, to catch up with some of the Shriners' children and then to talk to, like, a, a legend, right, the, from, from the NFL and, and Mark May, and, and, and he's on the advisory board and wanting to be a part of this. Talking to Troy Brown, coaching staff, the Patriots, he coached the, the, the players, all, the West team all, all week, and just the conversation always getting back to the patient, Steve, and then – wrapping up media day in talking to an actual young man who benefited from the Shriners Hospital was fantastic. A big fellow with uh, pretty severe injuries, Hunter Gully, who's a 2024 high school football recruit. And a uh, conversation with Willie, with Hunter, started off with Hunter listing, uh, you know, the help he needed from the Shriners. So December 10th, 2021, I, uh, was working out with uh, football, weightlifting, and had a tragic accident. I fell and uh, dislocated both kneecaps and shattered both tibias. 
and was immediately rushed to UK Hospital, which is in Lexington, Kentucky, and Shriner's Children's Hospital, which is connected to uh, that UK hospital, um, did surgery uh, that day as soon as I got there, and then was able to go home the next day, and then from there, you know, had checkups, had physical therapy, and um, Shriner's really just worked miracles on me. So um, without them, I wouldn't be able to play football again. Um, I wouldn't be here in Vegas watching this, you know, awesome football game. And uh, I, I wouldn't be a part of something this big if it wasn't for Shriners. So I'm very grateful. Prior to your accident, had you ever heard of the Shriners? You know, there's the Shrine Bowl. But did you did you know and sort of understand what the Shriners Children's and the Shriners Hospital was about? Um, you know, I, I'd seen Shriners, you know, thrown around, you know, the word. I, I've seen it on TV. Um, never thought too much of it. Just, you know, it's just another hospital. But uh, You see after, the red fez. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a sight to see whenever, you know, you're not really a part of it like I am now. Um, you know, now that I'm a part of, you know, Shriners, I, I realize how, how much more it is than just, you know, some old hospital. You know, it's, it's, it's care. It's love. It's, um resilience you know you know all these all these kids that went to Shriners you know they've they've bounced back and they are you know the best them they can be so when you say you you know which which to now be a part of and you see it also you know the players that come through here and then some of the greats that have played in this game um from Walter Payton to Tom Brady um and 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 today's athletes from college football they're sort of become idols for these young kids but for you you know we always see younger kids little kids right um do you sort of feel like that maybe a mentor or somewhat of a, a quote-unquote hero to some of these younger guys that see what you went through with the recovery and being able to get back on the field um absolutely you know there there's some you know smaller children who um they come up to me and they're like are you playing this game and i'm i have to tell them you know no i'm I'm just 17, but uh, I hope to one day play in it. And they're like, well, I want to be as big as you one day. And I'm like, you know, if you just, you know, just be, be the best you can be. And then, you know, everything will fall into place. Inspiring combo. Yeah, it was definitely. And, and, and you know, just um, how, how just poised, you know, he was. And, and, and many of the kids who were out there, whether in wheelchair or, you know, see, um, it gives you a different perspective because you know what? They were all positive and upbeat. We complain about something every day, every minute. You know, I can't get online, can't get a clear signal, can't get this. Can These kids are in wheelchairs every single day of their lives. They were laughing, having the best time yesterday. Um, you know, makes a lot of our problems very trivial. $19 tickets, 19 plus fees for the game tonight. East-West Shrine Game, 98th edition of the East-West Shrine Game, the Shrine Bowl. It's at Allegiant. Grab your tickets. It's going to be a lot of fun. You get to see some uh, top-notch players, a lot of guys who are going to be playing in the NFL. Uh, some down the road may be playing in the USFL, the XFL, the Canadian League, but they all have dreams, and uh, they were part of a really good cause this week and got exposed to NFL scouts and college football experts and uh, the kids from the Shriners Hospitals for Children. On the way, Xavier Pope is coming up. In Chicago, and we'll talk more about the significance of Jalen Hurts facing off against Patrick Mahomes in the big game. Lawyer, host of Suit Up News, legal and cultural contributor, Xavier Pope, is live on Cofield & Company. 
It's one of our favorite spots of the week. Xavier Pope, Chicago, cultural contributor to Cofield and Company in ESPN Las Vegas and the host of Suit Up News on Twitter. Xavier, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. How are you, man? We're good. Willie's here as well. Lots to get to here Probably. on this on this Wednesday as we're getting ready for the Super Bowl. So I wanted to start out with a conversation we've been having all week, and, and that is Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes being the first time that uh, the two starting quarterbacks are African-American. So what does it mean to you? Uh, it means to me, uh, growing up as, uh, as a young African-American, um, that quarterbacks weren't given an opportunity to lead football teams and some careers were uh, possibly ruined. And also the legacy of, of Fritz Pollard. Um, and, um, and all these years, you know, 100 years after he played, finally – getting uh, two starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. So it's a pretty big deal. Um, it wasn't initially noted at first. Uh, I think I was one of the first people to kind of point that out, which is kind of surprising. Um, but on the rise of the black quarterback and seeing how often it's changed, it just shows um, uh, how NFL offices have evolved over time to fit the skill sets um, and, and unique talents of the black quarterback instead of making excuses for not having them and being leaders on the field. Well, I think Hertz and Mahomes are going to do a great job uh, at the Super Bowl in all the press availability because they will be asked about it. So Mahomes was asked about it. Let's uh, we'll sit tight here and let's play Patrick Mahomes just talking about the significance and also it's been a learning experience for him. Have two black quarterbacks uh, starting in the Super Bowl. I think it's special, and I've learned more and more about the, the history of the black quarterbacks since I've been in this league and. Uh, uh, the guys that came before me and, and Jalen set the stage for this, and now I'm just glad that we can kind of set the stage for guys that are uh, kids that are coming up now. I always find it weird when we cross thresholds like this, especially if you know the history of the league and the treatment. I mean, I can go through, you know, over the years. I mean, you mentioned some of the, you know, the super old guys, but if you go back to the, the – late 70s and 80s, you know, Warren Moon trying to get into the league. I mean, most recently, Lamar Jackson by uh, one former GM, Bill Polian, talking about him being a wide receiver, that he, he couldn't be a quarterback, the way Michael Vick was treated. I've been doing this for 25-plus years, so trust me, we talked about this topic. I've tracked the history of this whole thing. I do. I find it weird on social media where people like yourself tweet about it and then – there seems to be this like angry mob of whites who are like, "Stop talking about this. This is just furthering racism." With you know, if we just stop talking about it, we're good. Uh, I think that's Steve. I just think that those people um, they want to live in a world completely ignorant of the, what's happening around them, and I think that that's a disservice to themselves, their families, and the legacy of this country seeking to be a better country in an equal and fair place. Um, so. Just because you don't acknowledge it or try to hide it or be upset about it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Um, but particularly look at the Eagles. Um, and they had, they've had two uh, major black quarterbacks with Donovan McNabb and, and Randall Cunningham, who, who I grew up looking at, looking at. And a lot of young black boys and girls are wearing that, that Randall Cunningham jersey because he signifies a star in the league. Uh, almost getting to the Super Bowl with the Minnesota Vikings uh, coming a little bit short. Um, but uh, so it just it just goes to show you that people are resistant to change, but it's going to happen anyway. Talent rises to the top. We saw that in, in, the, in the 70s, the Alabama and Bear Bryant. And we're seeing it now with the rise of the black quarterback being stars in the national football. Speaking to our guy, Xavier Pope. So, Xavier, I heard a very interesting conversation um, this morning, early morning show, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Max actually brought it up and. 
Talking about whether it's coincidental or incidental in that this is the first time we have two black quarterbacks, and he brought up the fact that the four most popular faces during a football game are both quarterbacks and both coaches, and he further went on to say, wait until we have two black head coaches, which we've already had when Tony Dungy faced off against Levy Smith, and two black starting quarterbacks. But he said, is it coincidental or incidental in that it's taken so long because, well, does the league want that prototypical, quote-unquote, lily-white quarterback to be pub- to, to, to publicize during its biggest game of the season? It was a very interesting conversation, and it, it, it carried on that Keyshawn and, and, and Jay Williams uh, jumped in on. But I, I just found it fascinating because a lot of it was – it wasn't conspiracy. It actually sounded like it made sense. Yeah, of course it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, we, we live in a country of that's supposed to be about opportunity. But if you're not giving that opportunity, same way in head coaching with Brian, Brian Flores' lawsuit, also giving quarter, black quarterbacks the opportunity to lead teams, uh, it, it, it basically boils down to that. And, and now that's changed. Uh, I think the NFL understands its product better than anyone else and understands that there are still rich white owners that can control teams. And we had a collection of African-Americans that wanted to potentially purchase the Carolina Panthers when they went for sale there. When that owner uh, and decided to have had was basically forced out because of sexual harassment and racial um, situation revolved with that team. So there's still mostly white owners in the African Football League. And at the end of the day, the guy who raises the trophy is a white guy who owns the team. And as long as the NFL continues to do that, I think they'll be fine. You know, Xavier, you see these comments on social media, especially with Patrick Mahomes, well, he really isn't black. Um, I find it amazing that we live in a society, and I guess for for me, obviously, I'm not black, so I don't know what it feels like. You could better answer this, but if you remember the movie School Days, which was such a fantastic portrayal of of a black college by Spike Lee, but there was the the musical number between the two sororities – one yep. with the light skin sorority and one with the dark skin sorority, and that was like a big to do. Do you think that the league is kind of okay and embracing because, well, the pigmentation is a little bit lighter? It's 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 a different. I, I mean, these are these are topics that I can't answer, but you could be, probably better give insight on if if that's still an issue in twenty twenty three. If Patrick Mahomes is driving down the street, uh, he's still going to get pulled over by the cops. Um, so uh, more likely than he is, is going to have even lighter skin than he is now. So there may be some colorism argument in terms of culturally with African-Americans per se, yeah. but in terms of opportunity, um, he's, his face is still brown, and that's what people see, and that's what our society says. Um, I don't think that the, the complexion of Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes makes any difference in terms of them still being seen as black. I mean, the one-drop rule still is real in our society. Kofi on the company, Silver Sevens on this Thursday. Xavier Pope is with us. So Tom Brady retires the other day. Um, I wanted to give you the floor if you wanted to talk about his legacy and, and also build on our conversation about what he's going to be for the NFL when he goes to the uh, analyst chair on TV. Well, well Steve, uh, I, we were talking about the Super Bowl, and Willie. Um, well, Tom Brady, 10 Super Bowls. That's twice as many as the next guy at five. Yep. <laughs> So the fact that he was able to go to 10 whole Super Bowls uh, and win so many uh, of them 
Um, is, he is by far, head and shoulders, the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, he uh, showed when he went to Tampa Bay, he was still the greatest by going to another team, and he felt he needed to do that to really cement his legacy as the goal, as if he actually needed to do that. Um, he is um, was a master at his position. He wasn't considered to be where he, the, the man. He just happened to step up, and he, he shows how an underdog can come around and, and, and be the greatest quarterback. Uh, I think that he, he showed in terms of lengthening his career, in terms of how he worked out and his diet and, and influencing a next generation of athletes, how to preserve their careers like LeBron James. Uh, in, in the in the vein of the, the Jabars and the Parishes of the world, and so uh, he, he he was he was a standard bear for the National Football League, whether you hate him or you don't, or whether it's the Plate Gate, all the stuff associated, whether you like the Patriots or not. Tom Brady was a winner, um, whether you like his policies or not. Tom Brady was a winner, um, and so for that, the NFL had a standard bear for all for 23 years, uh, and he's the goat. It's that simple. And after he leaves. I mean, there's still a bunch of guys like Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes ready to take his place. And that's what the beauty of professional sports is. It's always next man up. They're all kids. These are kids watching these guys play, being inspired. In the next generation, the athletes will be stronger. They'll be greater. They'll take care of their bodies better as they go along. And there's going to be somebody who's going to be better than Tom Brady one day. Hmm. Xavier Pope up on Cofield and company. Let's switch topics here. Uh, well, Brady, you know, Brady settled in Florida for now. We, we think he may uh, – he may settle in Nevada at some point. Uh, he's not going to be playing here, but he's a Florida guy of the last couple of years. And, you know, I have family who lived in Florida. We lived in Florida. Uh, my mother was down there for a long time, and she got to a point where she was like, this place is too kooky. And what's going on right now is, is really weird. Um, I'm not necessarily a comply guy. I like to push back, especially if I see inequity. I'm going to speak up. And what's happening in Florida right now with DeSantis what do educators do? Uh, I think that they use their collective power as citizens. Um, they could potentially walk out and protest uh, and put uh, financial institutional pressure on the governor to back off of uh, his neo-fascism, bigoted way of he's proceeding through the world. The unfortunate part about that, he, he, he's banking, I tweeted about this, he's banking on enough bigots to be in Florida and nasty to think that this is a cool thing to ban books. To, to get rid of AP, African-American studies, um, to just be triggered by the, having a conversation about race, removing diversity, diversity equity, inclusion programs. Um, he, he, he is a white supremacist. I can openly say that about Ron. We need to be very clear about who he is and what he is, and, and people need to be pushing back against a society that is so upset about us making it a better place to be. They don't even want to have that conversation. Um, and if you support him or support the type of politics he is, I really need you need to look yourself in the mirror and think about why you don't want to have uncomfortable conversations about how we can make this society better by learning about our country and and coalescing around a shared vision for an equitable future future for all Americans here. Protests through sports organizations and more specifically athletes has been effective. Uh, you know, going back to the '60s. You know, we, we always talk about the legacy of you know Bill Russell and others standing up against what they thought was unequal and, and not fair. How about some athletes step up? you got three football teams in the NFL there. you got a bunch of college football teams there. You've got baseball teams. Might be time to speak up. Yeah, you saw this in a couple of things. Uh, you saw the University of uh, uh, Missouri and how their players decided they weren't going to play the next game um, because of issues involved in the 
uh, the, the head of that school, he was out. And then they played the next. They didn't even miss a game. Um, you saw what happened in terms of uh, a game being moved. Um, um, what was it? The game was moved from Orlando. Or was it uh, an all-star game, if I'm not mistaken? Um, uh, so I, I, I think that there is power in institutions, um, for those in, individuals in an institution, not only just professors, not only um, those who work for those schools or those teams. It's an act. I think that what is popular in our society, and I think that we're trying to judge what's going to fly, what's not going to fly, and I think that's not how progress is made. It's made when it's tough, it's when it's uncomfortable, when it pushes the back against a narrative that wants to set the temperature at slow flogging or even backwards progress, and there needs to be people who are bold to be able to step up and make change. But that's how history is made. That's how heroes are made. That's how great old societies are made. Things change, though. They do. Uh, trust they us do. here. Trust us here in Vegas on a lighter topic. I remember getting to Vegas back in '96, and you know, one of the first big events that I got to cover was about six months later. It was Holyfield Tyson two, <laughs> Saturday, January twenty eighth, nineteen ninety seven, and we're broadcasting from the sports book. And then all of a sudden, we're like, "What just happened?" That was the ear bite <laughs> fight. And I remember the aftermath. It's like Mike Tyson did the worst thing ever. He is the scourge of society. You know, we're never going to see this guy again. And now, some 25 years later, uh, Mike is selling cannabis. He's got an edible that has an ear bite theme, and there's a commercial out with Holyfield in the commercial. Who would have thought these two guys would have gotten back together? <laughs> Number one. So crazy. And two, who would have thought that Mike Tyson's career would have been re- his, just his professional image would have re- been rehabilitated? So he's like a, a comfy, lovable figure, yeah. uh, like a teddy bear. And then on top of that, these two would get together, and they're selling weed-infused cherry pie punch ears with a little <laughs> chunk out of it, <laughs> representing Holyfield's ear called Holy Ears. I mean, the commercial, you should please watch this commercial if you have the opportunity. It is a, I'm watching about 50 times today. It is absolutely hilarious especially when Mike Tyson convinces Holyfield that his ear tastes like cherry pie punch. And Holyfield, I know what your ear tastes like because I've been it. And Holyfield's like, oh, wow. yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> Xavier, i got like 30 seconds left. Real quick comment, and we'll, we'll build on this one, on the uh, late night talk scene and, and news talk scene just in general. I saw Bill Maher is going to make the uh, transition back to uh, over-the-air TV. It's cable, but it's, it's more over-the-air than, than HBO. Um, I'm also yeah. seeing that there's speculation Stephen A. Smith at some point could move on from sports, and he wants a late-night show. How do you think that would work out for Stephen A.? Uh, hey, Stephen A. Is, is the hardest man working, um, but he's, 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 he's dipped over there. He's been on Hannity's show. He's gone to different shows. He is looking to, to, to build his brand. and see, There's no stop at Stephen A. train. I mean, he has, he has a wide audience on a wide variety of political spectrums who love the guy. I mean, no matter how, what, what, whatever you feel about him, he's continuing to build his brand. He's getting bigger and bigger. Follow him at Xavier Pope up on Twitter. Incredibly active there. A lot of moving stuff. A lot of great conversation. Xavier, have a good weekend. We always appreciate your time. Love you guys. Love you too. Love you. Willie, pause for a second. I was right there. I was ready to go. I was ready to go. Four o'clock hours on the way here at Silver Sevens.